Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. Yeah, here we go. It is a Monday, KBJ, After the Show podcast. Coming off of uh, what I hope was an awesome weekend for everybody. It's aight. It's <laughs> Okay. So, uh, Bird, Denny's on Saturday morning. We're out there at the Komen Walk. It was very nice to uh, get to meet everybody that uh, came by. Like uh, Alfonso. Photo of him there. He's been listening since he was nine. He's 31 now. And uh, his parents didn't speak a lot of English back in the day when they would listen, but they liked the way we talked English, so they would listen to the KBJ show to learn it. How That's that? amazing. Yeah. That's fun. Great to see him and everybody else that uh, came out It was. Out I know, Virginia, you had uh, several events on Saturday. And I weekend. did. I was out in Boynton early for the Schoolhouse Museum's Family Fun Day. Have you ever been to that, the Schoolhouse Museum? No, I've in not. Boynton? It's actually really cool. Okay. I didn't even know about it. And they've got an amphitheater adjacent to it that is amazing. Amazing, huh? Okay. Absolutely should be a venue that KVJ explores. Mm. Amazing amphitheater. Okay. Very cool. And then Saturday night, I went to the Maltz Theater because Katie Marlowe was in Beautiful, the Carol King musical, mm-hmm. and she did so good. It was really fun. It was a great show. Okay. They closed their two-week run last night at the Maltz, and it was a great show. Panda loved it. Rocco loved it. Mm. Mags loved it. Like, it was such good music. You don't realize how much Carol King wrote. Oh, yeah. That hooker is, Mm. uh, she is deep and penetrating with her musical skill. That's the the stuff the bird's into, that that 70s singer-songwriter shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we had the uh, was thinking about doing the Zach Brown show at the Broward Center Saturday. He didn't do it. Too late, too expensive, too old. Stay <laughs> home. Yeah. I hear you, man. What about you, Bird? I, I had some ups and I had some downs over the weekend. Okay. My, my ups were good. My downs were pretty shitty. Okay. So it would equal out to kind of a, I don't know, kind of a, I give it a C minus weekend. C minus. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. You didn't get your dryer fixed? Nah. Oh. A, I felt really bad about my guitar accident. I felt stupid. I hate when I feel that stupid. I mean, we all do clumsy things, but it just- Slip, bell, smash your favorite guitar. Yeah. And it was it just it was dumb and stupid i felt bad about that and a few other things happened i got some family mm. issues we all got family issues but just some shit that kind of kicked kind of took the sting a little bit out of of a good weekend okay all right well sorry to hear that part of well it. i mean mm-hmm. i could lie and say it was a fucking great weekend mm-hmm. i tore it up <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it was up and down yeah, I had uh, to do the washer dryer thing. Thankfully, I got somebody that came and got that all hooked up for us. So Good. That was nice. Mm-hmm. 
a guy was from uh, Colombia, and I was watching Griselda at the time, and he was just telling me as a kid growing up what it was like. Uh, you know, Medellin. Oh, that's interesting perspective. Yeah, with Pablo. And he said, you know, somebody always knew a friend of a friend worked for Pablo in some way. And it wasn't, you know, he had people that weren't all just hit men and drug runners and traffickers, you know, like somebody would be his mechanic and, you know, his chauffeur and stuff like that. But he said he was always handing out money. They wow. would always be just, that was it. You know, Man of the people. Yes. But also would kill the people. Right, right. It, it was kind of a weird little thing with him. Like uh, Pablo would see your house and he's like, hey, I like your house. And, you know, let's say maybe the house is worth, uh, you know, $50,000. Pablo's like, I'll give you 100000 for it. Like, no, 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 I don't want to sell. And he's like, okay, how about 200000 Like, oh, I really want to hold on to it. He's like, I'm going to give you $200,000 or I'm going to kill you. So what's it going to be? And oh, like, my oh, God. Pablo's about the people. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so it sounded like it was a little torn like that. There were some things that people were like, yeah, thanks for all the money and everything you're doing, buying his houses and this and that. But still, it sounds like with those guys, like Pablo and – Griselda, which I watched, they wanted. Everyone, they were the boss. They called the shots. There was never. We're not. We're not going to negotiate. We're not going. I'm not going to not get my way. Well, I'm going to get my way, and that's part of it. So you can do it the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. It's the same kind of a concept. Fumor plato. The mafia. Yeah, they kill a lot of motherfuckers, but they also take care of their own and their town and their community. So it's this blurred line depending right. on what side are you on. And I think for people initially, they, they loved, uh, at least I know from the Narcos thing and from seeing the documentaries, they, they loved Pablo. And then at a certain point, it, it kind of turned because then typically what happens, they wind up killing a few people that they shouldn't. And then that's when the people kind of turn on you. Be like, yeah, that's that's not cool. It's a, it's a kid, or it's a mom, or it's somebody that's innocent, or it's think, just somebody they shouldn't have. I think sometimes too, people get high on their own supply, and you start going Scarface, and you start to slip up, and you start making irrational decisions, and you can't if you're in charge. Well, part of it, I think it happened with Pablo, and that was at least how they played it up in the Griselda part. Now I don't know how much of it was true. Like I said in my review earlier, that was the one issue. I'm not sure how accurate the latest Netflix Griselda is, but she thought everybody was after her. And I think part of that was true, that she started killing people in her organization thinking that – and the, the cops were kind of messing with her. They would hit one of her safe houses that they knew, making her think in her mind she had a leak. Ah. She had a rat. And so she would kill 10 guys just to make sure she took care of the informant, and then they'd hit another safe house. You'd be like, I didn't get them yet. And then she'd kill more. Oh, so, my god! It's always a big tactic to try to act like there's a rat within your group, and, you, and, and that's how you tear the team up, is having somebody within, and then that's how you start to, the whole fucking thing falls apart. I've seen it happen in baseball, mm-hmm. where a, almost like a plant coach would come in, and or somebody would just kind of throw off the whole balance and you go, all right, what the fuck's going on here? Are they are they here to help? Are they an informant? And that's how you get whacked in the mafia, not in baseball. <laughs> I was say, that's a Wait, really what? tough peewee leg you're in. <laughs> it's, a, it's some extreme baseball for sure. <laughs> it's very extreme. <laughs> yeah, Renee, uh, she said, OMG, I binged the six episodes. I really loved it. She didn't seem like her normal act. No, I think Sophia Vergara, I think her acting was really good. That that wasn't it. As I just thought about it a little bit more, uh, a woman who had, and in fact, 
it was so unclear. Somebody even kind of called me on it today, and they're like, she didn't have three of her husbands killed. It was just two. I'm like, no, that's that's where if you watch the Cocaine Cowboys and all that together, the father of Griselda Blanco, the cocaine trafficker in Miami in the early 80s, her three children were fathered by a guy, and they'll tell you, she put a hit on him. So she had him knocked off first, and then she had another guy that was kind of like the stepdad, and then she shot him herself, and then the third guy... That kind of turned it, and they didn't tell the story right, because that was what turned her with a lot of her old hitmen. She had her third husband, who was the father of her youngest child, she had him killed in Colombia, and they thought that was out of bounds. And they're like, now you've gone too far. And then they're like, fuck her, we're going after her. Really? So that's kind of what turned what a did lot the, of the people What did these her. dudes do that made her so angry? He took her youngest son oh. from her. Because that was his kid, and he just thought she was spiraling out of control, and it was a custody argument, and he wanted and the kid's name was Michael Corleone. They named him after the Godfather. Wow! And so he took Michael Corleone, and she said, "No, you don't." And she went and had him killed, and then brought Michael Corleone to her. Wow! Mm-hmm. And guess what? She won custody. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> yeah, when Crazy the other guy works, huh? when the other guy's dead, you get custody. Yeah, yeah something. About murdering you or your family, it tends to get people in line. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so Corinne said, I guess it's her son, the Michael Corleone, that isn't happy uh, about the show. And like I said, my only issues is that I don't think they made uh, Griselda Blanco look as nasty as she was. The big thing they left out, she had three of her husbands killed, and they think she killed 250 people, had them killed. Wow. You didn't get that feeling that she had that many people killed 250 is a lot of that's people. a lot of people well, it's it's the most of any prolific serial killer i mean who's got more yeah, than that yeah if you kind of start to rank it that way and i don't know about other you know cartel guys El Chapo or anything like that where their you know death count is but but a, a lot of the, the big time counts are no more than 45 to 50 that's when you i'm talking about mm-hmm. a serial killer that, that's a solo act yeah, and they started off with a cool quote, and it says it's from Pablo Escobar. It says, the only man I was ever afraid of was a woman named Griselda Blanco. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she brought him in to the cocaine trade, and that's, they didn't even go into that. And she it, trained I, I Pablo. That. Yep. She wow. brought, like Pablo was like a car thief or something like that. Wow. And she brought him in and taught, taught him the ropes and how to do it and, and all that, so... Yeah, you, you didn't get that from watching it. So, like I said, I, I feel like they missed it. Six episodes wasn't enough, or they didn't go deep enough, and they didn't tell her backstory. Sometimes, too, I'm not going to lie, if I watch more than four episodes of something in a row, I get depressed. I, I, I got to take. I did that with my sister out there in Oregon. We were on episode eight of Munchausen's Disease movie. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I, I go, Tina, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to walk around the dark Oregon skies right now because <laughs> this shit's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> too much of it is all I'm saying. I agree. Like the uh, Vietnam special I watched on Christmas. <laughs> on Christmas. After the ninth episode, I go, I'm kind of in a dark place right now. Mm-hmm. What, you didn't want to put on Elf or something? You wanted to put on Death in Vietnam? Uh, you know, Christmas movies on Christmas, they don't tickle my fancy. It's weird. But Vietnam de- did? I never said I wasn't fucked up in the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking last week about the new Roadhouse movie. 
And there was just a part of it that it fell a little flat for me because he's at a roadhouse and it's a bar in the Keys. And they walk in and it looks like a regular tiki bar that'd be on the water. Something nice. You know, you might go to an Isla Mirada. Yeah, it was like that. And the Roadhouse is supposed to be, like I said, the original, the guitar player had to play behind chicken wire because he's going to get hit with beer bottles or, you know, roughed it's, up. It's dingy. It's fucking yeah. gross in there. Everyone there is pretty much an offender of some sort That's a criminal. What, that's what initially bothered me because I'm like, who needs an MMA guy to be a bouncer at a tiki bar? Tiki too soft. Uh, on the, yeah. We're too soft. Tiki yeah. too soft let, for this. Let me see how, how good you are, Kev, uh, with the original Roadhouse catch line. Be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. Oh, that's my boy. And I only know that because you say it all the time. <laughs> I think I've seen that movie once. You've drilled it into our heads. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, and Eileen said, uh, if they're going to film a Roadhouse 2 in the Keys, they should have filmed it at the No Name Pub which was and probably still is a hangout for drug smugglers, fishermen, and outlaws. I grew up going to this pub uh, when we were down there for breaks and knew firsthand the pot smugglers that were there. Originally, this was a hangout for wreckers, smugglers, and fishermen. Rumor has it that the second floor was a brothel in the 1920s. Whoa. A true piece of Key's history and not the tourist trap that Key West has become. You can almost guarantee Key Deer on the way out to the pub. And it has the best pizza in the Keys. Tell you what, the 1920s brothel, it could not have been fresh. <laughs> I don't think brothels are known for their fresh poon. But I'm saying 1920, and look, this is not about, I'm talking about the poon and the dick. I bet they were both just quite unsafe. Savory, yeah. Riding horseback. Anytime you are poning it up in a brothel, I just think, whoa, how much how much poon is just constantly getting pooned? Well, Chris, I don't think everyone had a car at that point, right? In 1915, 1920? No. People were still, you know, showering, air conditioned. Me and Danny's got a whole theory on that. When the plumbing changed and the showering changed, that's when the freaky shit started to happen. That's when you wanted to jump in the poon. That, well, that's <laughs> when I think you just started doing, I think 69 became a little bit more prevalent. Not to say we didn't have 1869s. Of course <laughs> we did. Right. 
But I think it became a little bit more soccer mom, if you will. Kevin, can you confirm any of his pwn stats? <laughs> no, I cannot. I don't have those uh, numbers in front of me. He's saying stuff, and it's making sense, but I, don't, I think he's just pulling it out of his ass. Well, yeah, I can't you think they were, they were doing rim jobs in 1850? Hell no! You don't think so? Man, you I think, think that only came out when we got uh, trimmers. I feel like there might have been some people, yeah, that would be li- the bush. licking some ass and looking going down, but I think it didn't really start hitting the mainframe until showering and all that got a little bit better. You see what I'm saying? So hygiene is what uh, elevated the rise of 69. It t- just turned us into more of freakazoids. Huh. Tr- uh, just trying out different things is all. But you can't really back that up. I mean, that's just common. It's just a I think thought. some people like the stank. <laughs> and then if you're a kind of person that likes the stank, you get charged up by it. Yeah, but I think the... the and then pe- you've got to rim the rim. But I think the, the people that like the stank, that's a modern day fetish. I don't think they liked it back in the 1840s. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's I all they knew. They, I, I've they, read a lot of books on the Civil War. Not once did they mention it. Exactly. You yeah. would think we would know about 1869 a little bit more. You never even hear of it. <laughs> never. <laughs> Just he, He's right on that, Virginia. I've never read a Civil War book. In a single history book. <laughs> not one single history book. You never heard Lincoln talking about that. Never. No, he never talked about Mary Todd. And the... Oh, Mary Todd loved to get that box munched. No way! Mm. I would guarantee... Lincoln, stinking Lincoln was not getting involved. There's no <laughs> way. First of all, his top hat alone would get in the way. Oh, he takes his top hat off to lay it down. I would like to know if Mary Todd and Abe Lincoln really did get after it. And specifically, did they 69? I'm the only one thinking this? Yep. <laughs> Probably. No, there's no way. You're the weirdest one thinking it. I'll give you that. <laughs> if you are looking for the uh, no-name pub when you go to the Keys, it is uh, Big Pine Key, and you would just head west, and uh, it starts to curl up to no-name key, and it's right before that. So if you want to find that. I've, I've never been there, and I got on my little list, and I'm going to go check it out. Next time I go to the Keys, I'm going to no-name pub. I love it. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, I'm going to ask them when I get there. Be like, okay, we had a question. <laughs> Back in the 1860s, where people were 69ing. Chat room, they're against me. They're going, Bart, I don't think you're giving people enough sexual credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were. You're right. Maybe they would go in a pond. They were baby making. You're right. They were getting it. I just, I guess I, I didn't think they would be as freaky back then. Freaks always want a freak. Yeah, you know what? It's I, I still correct it. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys for making me see you. Mm-hmm. If you don't know your bush is gross, because you don't know any different, you just think your bush is how your bush is. But I'm also talking about people licking butt. You know how that's kind of a thing. They're they're doing that back then? I, I, I kind of think they probably were. Okay, okay. I, the chat room agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slam dunk. I think we're just animals at heart, and we've always been this way. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're saying. And they didn't have nair, and they didn't have laser hair removal, so they didn't know what they were missing. They just said, we're all gross, and let's just do it. Yeah, they didn't have douche. <laughs> Even though a few of my homegirls back then could have used a douche or two. That must have been an amazing invention, like the microwave when that came out. Oh, 
Those those girls had to love a dush. They could have used something else. I mean, it's not that revolutionary. You're right. Yeah, I bet they probably had something. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. a, a, like a natural spring Using of like sorts. a vinegar and yeah. Yeah, something like that. I Why did they ever make dush in the vinegar flavor? Who would ever want to have <laughs> a vinegar puss? But that was like the most popular thing back in like the 70s. Vinegar dush. Look, I'll give you some vinegar chips, and that's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, right. Why would vinegar be? Nobody wants vinegar box. Nah. I, I stand with the witch on this one. <laughs> Nobody, huh? I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, got an email here from Cynthia about uh, Travis Kelsey. She said when Kansas City won the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey uh, grabbed the mic out of Patrick Mahomes' hand on stage and screams the lyrics, you got to fight for your right to party, and then goes on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, sings that song on stage with him. And by oh. singing, I mean he screamed the song, dude, why are you yelling? So that's why he did that. Okay, that's his night. thing. Okay. That's his celebratory, we're going to the Super Bowl, or we just won the Super Bowl, or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's his thing. With Fallon. With uh, anybody. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it just it seemed very random last night. When now he that makes sense. Did that. Uh, it doesn't really still make sense, but, yeah, you know, at least it makes sense. I just yeah. like that someone snatched a mic from Mahomes. <laughs> Is that the brother? <laughs> yeah, I just, I think Patrick Mahomes and his brother are just, okay, I've had enough. I don't, I got no problem with Patrick. I You've been fine. there too many times. You yeah. always are at the Super Bowl every freaking year. Sit down. Stop trying to be Tom Brady. But you like, you don't like the brother Mahomes. He's the one that annoys you. Oh my gosh. Okay. And the wife. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're too He's much. He's a douche. They're it. too much. Yeah, yeah. I got, I don't put him in that same category. The, the look at me hour. Yeah. Got you. No, I think he's a fantastic player and well deserved. Uh, so, yeah, Cynthia said, and you got the attention of the entire world of whether that's your slogan or not, perhaps find another. <laughs> it reminds me of an overcharged high school football player. And I went to St. Thomas Aquinas, so I feel like I have the credentials to say this. Yeah, no, you're right. It was it was over the top. Yeah. So there you go. Toff can't wait till football's over. You only got one more game, Toff. And then you get pretty much eight months of peace. Uh, Kristen. You said, I was curious, uh, your thoughts. Uh, it's talking here about uh, Kimberly Conrad speaking out against Crystal Hefner. A little bit of a fight there. It's amazing that uh, Hugh Hefner's been dead these several years, and it's kind of just becoming a thing. Look, they all have stories to tell, and you got to let the girl tell her story. Crystal needs to leave her alone and let her tell her story. I think the thing that people always will question, and it's not necessarily my opinion, but it's what I I see people say. Why do they wait until after someone's dead to bring out all this stuff? She was scared of him, probably. I mean, and that's usually what they'll say. Even in his old age, Hugh Hefner, I'm sure, had a lot of power because he still had some money. Mm. And maybe Kimberly's experience with him was different from Crystal's experience, but. I mean, every girl is entitled to say what happened when they were there, mm-hmm. and I want to hear it. So please, let's not silence these girls. Yeah, if you don't know, Crystal Hefner was Hugh's third wife. She was only 26 when she married him in 2012, and she was with him until his death in 2017. So she only had to put up with that for five years and then got out when she was 31. I mean, she kind of won the lotto as far as out of the wives. Yeah. 
Right. So now she's got this memoir that is called Little Spy Holes. Uh, or she's got this little memoir, and she talks about Little Spy Holes. Sorry. I thought this was uh, one little tidbit that was rather interesting. It sounds a little Epstein-ish. Yeah, we did this in the dirt. Yeah, she was talking about how there were these little holes that uh, he had at the foot of the bed. Camera-sized little holes. If these videos turned up, what celebrities would he have? And would there be any blackmailing going on? Or would they ever be released? If they turned up, I think it would be just a bunch of dirty stuff. And you would have some celebrities and you would have some famous faces. Well, remember the, I mean, people forget about this when Hulk Hogan fucked Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. And all of it was on video. It was all on video. Hulk Hogan won a fuck ton of money from that case, which, you you know, but you can't can't do certain things like that. And just because you recorded it, you secretly recorded it, doesn't mean you're legally allowed to leak that stuff. And you could argue that really sunk Bubba. Bubba was at a different level of popularity. Uh, Yeah. Then all that happened. Financially, at least. And I'm kind of shocked that Hogan recovered as well as he did. Because not only did he have that sex scandal, he had a a racial scandal that went on that was part of that video that did not make Hulk look good at all. Mm -hmm. And I would say Hulk kind of uh, of escaped. It could have been a lot worse for the Hulkster. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they kicked him out, I believe they didn't allow him in the WWE Hall of Fame. But then I think they brought him back. So I think they realized how many other dirt bags are in there. They're and they're all like, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, Vince McMahon just finally had to leave that TKO after the latest charges against him. So they're like, how do we keep anybody out for a moral fault? I read the Vince McMahon story. What do you think? I don't think they're going to have enough because they're only releasing. Part of the text messages and some are redacted and you don't they're going to they're going to try. This is what they're going to try to say. It was all consensual and that she was part of it, even though it's disgusting, terrible things. They're going to try to uh, produce a track record that she was willing to do all that. Did you read that one thing that he did on her head? There's so many over the top claims, Kevin. Mm -hmm. And honestly, man. The the text messages he was sending her were over the fucking they were they were insane, but they didn't have they only had his responses and not what was going on with with what she was saying. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have to kind of paint the entire picture if it's going to go to court and you're going to try to really get the guy. You're gonna you're gonna need you're gonna need the right evidence. Look, I think Vince McMahon's a scumbag. I think he's done some mm. very unsavory things in his life. He just. Hasn't been. They haven't gotten him. They haven't got him yet. They haven't gotten him yet. So do you think that she was like playing along with it and was into it when it was happening and then afterwards was like, I'm going to sue? I don't know. I, I just I just know that when you had told me all, everything and then I looked more into it, I don't think it's a slam dunk like we were talking like it was going to be. I think they're going to have to bring some heat towards Vince McMahon. Well, you know, the thing that Kristen is saying here, just talking about you know, some of Hughes' girls, whether it be Crystal or Holly Madison, she said, you know, I'm a little put off by women who participated in the Playboy experience coming out against it. I guess I feel like Playboy is a notorious operation, and if you know this, why not just leave? Isn't it pretty apparent what you're signing up for? 
such as having sex with Hugh Hefner. I know that probably isn't the most culturally sensitive thing to say, but I'm a woman and I can think for myself without being pressured by others to blindly agree with other women because we share a gender. And, of course, I know that no one really knows what went on with most of these stories. Either way, i just kind of curious what you guys think. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think from the surface it seems like the easiest thing, saying, okay, get out. But I don't know. How do they get persuaded? You know, I think the money, one thing that's Money, fame, shows. Notoriety. Uh, and what he would do is he would, you know, he would have, have them under contracts mm. where they got nuggets of money and nuggets of fame, but they had no control over anything. He controlled all of it and would never give them so much money in any contract where they could move out of the house and go do their own thing. Yeah. So he's, in a sense, manipulating them to the point where they kind of feel trapped. And- yes. They're like, what else am I going to do? Well, they I were do trapped. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know the extent to what was going on in his bedroom and hearing things like there were little holes drilled in with cameras. Like, that's definitely new. I wonder where those videos are, if they do exist, and who's on them. Great question. Oh, that'd yeah. be amazing. Or did a cleaner take care of the videos? And they're no longer able to be found because somebody burned them. But that's that's always the argument is what you had just brought. Now, mm. why do you stay so long if mm. it's that toxic? Why don't you blah, blah, blah? Yeah. And then the, the counter would be because I was afraid and I didn't know. I'm and- young. I'm dumb. The money. The Sometime, fame. But, but yeah, but then there's a, a case where, look, if you know you're going to do something sexual and, and, and you're, you're doing it for – a gig and you are doing it consensually that's that's on you you're you're, oh, you're totally you're being you're you're choosing to do that and i don't think like holly madison uh crystal or kimberly none of them are saying that they weren't there by choice they're just saying hey here's the layers of just what went on there because mm. if y'all think it was just you know photo shoots and frolicking in the grotto that wasn't it. Well, look, if you were on the casting couch and you did some things that you feel bad 10 years later, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. But you did it willingly, guy or girl. I think that's something you have to take responsibility of and live with. And you can't. And I think they do. But I think, too, what they're spilling the beans on is maybe some stuff that he accumulated and specifically, there's like scrapbooks that Hugh Hefner has and like Holly and Crystal and a few of the girls have come out and said, look, there's pornographic pictures in those scrapbooks. And we know for a fact that those girls were plied with drugs and yes. alcohol and, and that's they were their pictures were taken and they were put into these scrapbooks. And now these scrapbooks are at like UCLA and places because Hugh Hefner's dream was to have these scrapbooks put into a museum and so like the college has them and they're not on display but like that's 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 revenge porn in a way because some of these girls were intoxicated and young mm. and taken advantage of they were told they were going to be in playboy and they never made it into playboy and they were just taking pictures of them doing all kind Look, of stuff when it's, it comes to drugging people and taking advantage that's of, what they're saying you're, you're the lowest of the low you're a fucking animal you're evil that's not what i'm saying i'm saying if i was to go into a meeting and the guy goes you want to you want to do the meeting or I'm going to sleep with you and I'm going to give you this movie and I choose to do that and I have a chance to walk out and get the fuck out. 
and I still go on and do that, I got to take responsibility of that. Sure, but this is not just that. And I agree. There's so much more, and it's so layered, and I think it is good to hear what went on so that we can all know, hey, this happened. Let's put things in place so this doesn't keep happening in Hollywood. So protected. It's just when you hear stories of, you know, it was the seventh time, and I I got in my seventh movie, and then ten years later, you're going back and saying, I'm the victim, I'm the victim, when you you knew what you were doing. And and that's where the the, the fight's going to always be. That's Mm -hmm. the argument, usually. Yeah, I think it's just uh, what levels of manipulation does it go to? And when you keep somebody plied on drugs and things like that, they're not in the right mind. And, you know, that's that that's part of what goes on. You know, I was talking to uh, some officers that were in the uh, sex trafficking trade, and they were saying, you know, a lot of these girls are in there and they're not held by force. They just messed with their mind so much that they I think they call them like Romeo pimps something like that right so they're they're sex trafficking them but for some reason these girls love the people that are because they've a lot of times they don't have a father figure or something like that and so they just messed with their mind so much that they they could add the door could be wide open they don't leave it's the manipulation yeah. and the mental yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was like that's pretty crazy man but uh, then but we need to talk about it it just needs yeah. to be spoken. Yeah, and, there's, and it, there's, yeah, there's a couple of specials that uh, I think WPBF has this week. I'm going to check out on it. Because not everybody realizes mm-hmm. that this is going on all around us. Yeah. And the more we talk about it and the more we say, okay, this happened, that happened, mm-hmm. it shines a light on the deviants. Well, and understanding the nature and how they do it. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. until I'd heard that, I thought they were all shackled to beds and they would run off if they could. And it's like, nah, most of them, we go in there and they don't want to leave. You're like, come on, man. What are you it's doing? crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy world, man. Uh, Hector, he said something else that uh, I can't believe is going on is the people walking with sharks in the Bahamas. Did you see that video? They finally put it out today where the kid gets bit by the shark, the 10-year-old. I saw that it came out, but I cannot watch it. I do not want to. I, I, It'll give me nightmares for that poor little boy. Yeah, you just see he's in there, and his, uh, I guess his mom or his dad, one of his parents, is trying to get him out. You can oh. just see the blood's coming oh. from his leg, and I she's can't. screaming like crazy. I and, can't watch it. I mean. You know, but he said, I mean, come off. He's like, you know, I mean, what do you think's going to happen? You put your 10-year-old kid in there with sharks. I mean, you signed off on it. Yeah, I just wonder what's going to happen. Is there going to be a, a lawsuit against Atlantis for this? Because, or, or does the disclaimer that you have to sign to put your ten year old in the tank relinquish them of any responsibility? Great questions. Yeah, so that that'll be interesting to see how that goes down. And uh, there's just some uh, whack stuff going on in the Bahamas right now too. I know you were over there not too long ago. But, what's what's happening now? Uh, the U.S. State Department has increased its advisory level to Americans traveling to the Bahamas. They said an increase in gang violence in the nation's capital has resulted in 18 murders this year already. Oh, my. They're saying they don't know that they'd be able to protect you if you go over there. So it's kind of go at your own risk. That sounds fun. That's a good tagline. That's scary. Yeah. So I don't know what the cause of increased gang violence is in the Bahamas, but yeah, they're saying... Be mindful of what you do. Well, it's very, very poverty-stricken, and they mm-hmm. still haven't recovered from the hurricanes. They really haven't. Yeah. It's 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 still a tough place, and when you have people that are just scraping and fighting to get by, yeah, it makes for a desperate society. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of a downer. 
talk about talking about cheese or pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some emails emails about the Rainforest Cafe. You were talking about. Okay, bring it back around for him. Great places that uh, you would recommend. Uh, you talked about the Rainforest Cafe, and uh, we just uh, found out I was reminded that there is one in Sawgrass Mills, and then at Disney Springs. Charlotte said, yes, Rainforest Cafe is at Sawgrass, and it's crappy food. <laughs> There's nothing fancy about it. Jaybird must be smoking something. He's not going for the food. I think he likes okay. the atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brandon said there's also another <laughs> Rainforest Cafe outside the entrance of Animal Kingdom. All right. And what does this fucker have to say about me? <laughs> I think it was a novelty back in the 90s, but like now it's just kind of like, all right. All right. I went like five years ago. I had a great time. But then again, my five years, it could have been 20. I don't know. A <laughs> uh, place you might like, Drew and Jupiter asked if you have ever seen Pierogi Brothers in Juno Beach, just east uh, or just off of US 1 and Donald Ross. Know that you love pierogies. I brought bird. you pierogies from there one time. Is that the one where my friend works? Yeah. Yep. That is the one? Yeah. Where the old Fridays used to be. Yeah. Yeah, they have good food. They're great. Okay, yeah. I brought you some of those when you were sick one time. Thing. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't think I got to eat them. I think someone else ate them. Damn, really? Yeah. That's not cool. No, I'm like 0 for 4 with your pierogi <laughs> givings. Yeah. His were homemade. They were nice. Yeah. Pierogi pizza. If you're really, if you're really trying to throw you the, the towel and and not give a fuck about your health for a day or your weight, pierogi pizza, my friends, <laughs> okay. it is delicious. Okay. Uh, Daniel said, uh, "Place I'd recommend the Naked Taco in Coconut Creek." All right. Naked Taco. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. we were just talking about Naked Tacos. But we were. Mm-hmm. There's just there's so many pizza places around that you you. You don't know which one to stop at. There's even ones in my area that I've never gone to stop at because they just kind of look shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing with some taco places. Mm. There's a lot of them around, but you go, I don't know, man. Am I going to waste my time? It looks kind of gross. Yeah. Like I said, it's it, it's almost like a certain thing you look for in places. Like I said, I was talking about uh, how I was in Lauderdale right off of uh, Davie Boulevard, just west. One place was a Latin place, and it just didn't look great, and it didn't smell great, and it didn't turn out great. And then there was a little taco stand that was kind of painted like the Mexican flag, and it was fantastic, and their salsa was unreal. Yeah, man. If I walk in a restaurant and my feet are sticking to the floor, yeah. turn off. Yeah, Automatic so there's there's off. good dives and there's bad dives. In the Mexican taco place, it looked clean. It just was kind of a small little shitty type place, oh. and it worked out great. Uh, Amanda said, hey, uh, if you guys want a punishment idea, I'm on vacation right now in the Smoky Mountains, and a bartender friend of mine was telling me about a cement mixer shot. You pour a shot of Bailey's and then squeeze lime juice on top. Oh, take yeah, the it shot, curdles. You hold it in your mouth, yeah, and you shake it, and apparently it curdles. We've so done disgusting. that. We've done that. We did that for a punishment. We did uh, it for a trick on, oh, okay. on somebody. I think it was on Schaefer. No, not the lime juice. Please, no. No lime juice. More lime juice for Virginia. <laughs> it's a punishment. <laughs> or you could uh, eat a bag of sugar-free gummy bears. Got an email from Ryan. You eat those Haribo ones that are sugar-free, 
and you will absolutely blow shit out your ass. They have it's it, they don't work on me. I had two bags of them. The sugar free. I got a bull. I, I got a stomach like an ox. Wow. Yeah, you do. Stomach like an ox, Kevin. Huh. Yeah, he sent me a review of it. It says, one person wrote, what came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. (laughs) I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste, 100% liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. Do not do. Very, very, uh, very, ta- very talented writer. My delicate starfish. Yes. Somebody popped a bone piece when you read that. Okay, let's hope. Say what? His name is Jay Bird. Right. <laughs> I did not. I'm, I got a boner th- through a diarrhea email? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got that uh, tomorrow. We'll uh, have to dial up a punishment. Is, uh, oh, that's right. It's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It creeps up on us. Yeah. Oh, it'll be Easter before you know it. Well, that's right. And you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes, right? <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for the emails. You guys have a great Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.